Alright guys, this is the fans Q&A segment of the 2022 Singapore Premier League season preview. If you watch the full preview, you'll be familiar with the guests I have alongside me. Without wasting much time, let's get stuck into the fans' questions right away. This one's from Nazif. Deepan, I'll come to you first. Which of the other clubs are capable of challenging LCS and Albrecht's Niigata? Uh, has to be Haugang United. I think we covered that uh, extensively in the preview. But uh, Haugang United, simply because I think they've got the best squad outside the, the, the first two clubs. Fair enough. And I think all of you agree, right? Yep. Haugang and Albrecht. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so there's a part two to this question. You all think you all can get away easy. There's a part two. Which other team will be the surprise of the season? Also from Nazif, this one. Surprise of the season? Give me one each, starting with Gide. Young Lions. Ooh. Yeah, young lions, I guess. Well, surprise in what sense? Ross is just like, surprisingly yeah, bad. Or surprisingly <laughs> I, either way. No, either way. Uh, yeah, okay. I, actually, I didn't even think about it that way, but yeah. Uh, okay, la, I'm just going to go young lions. Young lions. Yeah. Belestia for me. Okay, yeah. okay. Belestia in a positive way? Yes, positive. Way. Okay. Okay, moving on for the second question from CFA underscore, I don't know, account number or what? CFA underscore 0004869. Given Lion City Sailors foreign signings, do you guys think a mandatory marquee slot is needed to improve the league? Kairul, to you first. Mm, I don't think there's... You don't need a mandatory marquee. I think the the direction has to be that clubs, if they think that they want to go to the next level, build your brand, build your membership, build your equity, and then get sponsors and investors in. Right? Then that is the way to go. Right? And then uh, if all clubs decide to do that, then naturally the competition will rise up. So just to touch on that, I think uh, what Cairo is saying is you don't need a, a system like that to bring in players. So I was having a conversation with one of uh, the clubs here in, in Singapore and actually one of the clubs here was talking to a former Portuguese striker who played in the, in the, in the Euros that uh, Portugal won. Uh, and they were talking to sponsors to try and help them get this player in. So it is possible without a mandatory marquee scheme. Uh, so you can talk to sponsors and you can get the right people in and then bring in these star players. So it, It's yeah, a norm. Uh, when Barry Maguire was playing for VVV mm. in uh, in Holland, so that was it. The, a sponsor paid his salary. Mm. Uh, so ah, clubs okay. could look yeah. into this angle uh, to increase increase yes, the... Yes. Increase the yeah, I think the at the end of the day, the owners has to be on the clubs. It cannot be brought down by the, the association. Yeah, the association. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the associations are... Uh, the the it's a start stop get measure mm. right so it's not something for the long term and, and so. we had it before no we had uh, I think Toda Monsef yeah, yeah, Zerka yeah. uh, these players came in and to me my question has always been who decides what is Maki you know who is there a committee that is formed and says okay this guy is Maki and this guy is not Maki it's quite quite a difficult gray scenario area, to, it's, yeah, it's a great area, area because I may think that a certain player is Maki. Maybe might... the lead on special projects can take charge of that too. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it could be a special project. But yeah, I think it's it's hard to ascertain what is Maki and not yeah, so. No guarantee also, right? Yeah, no guarantee. Toda end up playing like drink toddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no point <laughs> hogging the headlines and then, yeah, I agree. He was playing with he you. He took your position, No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, he was after, he was after, after me. After you know. So yeah, no yeah, personal yeah. beef when you... No, of course <laughs> not. Uh, no, I just mean like... Yeah, know, it's true. It's what what you all are saying, I completely agree with. Martin Wagner was Maki player, no? Martin who? Martin Wagner, the Tampines uh, player, yeah, yeah. who didn't do well as well. Yeah, so like there's so no more, there's no more misses than don't really remember. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. Yeah. I think it says a lot yeah. that you don't remember who it is. Moving on to the third question, Sivan John has said, we've had some discussions in Malaysia about the possibility of a merger between the Malaysian League and the Singaporean League. This is over and done with. We shouldn't be talked about anymore at all. Right? I think this Malaysia Cup, all this Malaysia League is really done. We have to build our own brand. We have to build our own league for our national team to, to improve. Sorry, but, but, but just want to, to play devil's advocate. Why are we so against having uh, Singaporean clubs 
and Malaysian. So we are not talking about uh, okay. uh, one of Lions Twelve. Uh, even though I love Lions Twelve, but that's for another topic. But why not you have? You are part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Why not have Haugang and all these clubs play together with uh, the MSL no, clubs? No, but who 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 is against it? Nobody against it, what? No, but do you think it's a good idea? I think it's a damn good idea yeah, on yeah. paper. I mean, yeah? in that sense, clubs, it's yeah. okay. In like a cup competition, not keep, replace yeah. the league, right? Not replace the... No, no, no. I, I think if you merge the league and you had like a... Malaysia got how many? 14? 12. 12 teams. 12, 12. Singapore yeah. got 8. eight. That's perfect, 20. 20 or in you... I don't know, maybe you will remove... Young Lions. Young Lions yeah. and Alberex or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, whatever the logistics yeah. are behind it. Yeah. I think it'd be a damn good idea. I think it would be a damn good idea because at the same time, because I think it would generate a lot of excitement, you will finally create rivalry because I don't know if we have a genuine rivalry in Singapore whereas you have in Malaysia, you have state rivalry and yep, things like yep. that. Uh, and I think it would make a really good product for TV and I think people would pay to watch mm. uh, a, a, a league like that. I know I could be wrong, I don't have the marketing, marketing numbers but I imagine that you could actually turn it cool, into a subscription yeah, yeah. thing, right? And I, I mean, I like the idea, but at the same time, it's been tried before. It hasn't worked for whatever reason. Malaysia has their own plans. Singapore has their own direction that they want to go into. And the feasibility are, stuff. The feasibility. Yeah, 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 the, uh, I like yeah. the idea yeah, of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. but whether it would actually the, work. The, the idea works because of the unique dynamics of the Malaysian Singapore yeah. ecosystem. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's all. Yeah. Mm. If we were to speak about, you know, we have a French or a German uh, league to combine, I think it's no, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, something. Yeah. But because of our, the nature of how we are, I think it, it, it can work, mm. right, commercially, and then it helps with the development and, and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And can you imagine JDT against LCS, Oof. for example, having those derbies yeah. and having even Kedah, Selangor yeah, playing yeah, against, yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah. I think it would be great exposure for Singaporean players to go and play and mm. you actually will properly feel like you're part of a league. Of, a, a league, league that yeah. is like, you know, a league. Vibrant, like 20 teams. Yeah. You don't need to play four rounds, yeah. you can play two rounds. I mean, the excitement <laughs> of having DPMM. <laughs> 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 four rounds, <laughs> <laughs> matches. Yeah. Yeah. Having DPMM in the league also already brought some excitement because they were travelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right? That, right? So, so because, a yeah. Away yeah. Away. Yeah. 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 Even yeah. for the fans, you know, yeah. it's the fan culture yeah. and everything. And honestly, you mentioning JDT LCS already got me excited. I would I would even watch it as a pre-season friendly, boy. No, listen, I, I, I would definitely get behind this idea. It is something I've even spoken about previously as well in years gone by but you know who takes charge is yeah, it an FAS yeah. FAM thing is it a privatised and, and at the end of the own? day both structures are yeah. so uh, brittle yeah. to, to come together yeah, yeah. they are too brittle on, on its own and then now to come together so it will take a lot of work on, on, on every end yeah. Steven John, I think the question you submitted is actually a whole podcast in itself. So thank <laughs> yeah, you for that. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to rein these guys in a bit. Moving on to question number four from Azri. With LCS stepping up by hiring Kim Doohoon, signing quality foreign players and big having big financial power, are we likely to see other teams stepping up in response and in turn causing the league standards to increase and local talents to get better over the next few years? Basically, the question is asking how long before other teams start matching what LCS are doing? I think it's going to take a couple of years. Uh, you look at Haugang, I think they are the best example of what you can do with uh, smaller resources, basically. Uh, I think if you follow the right methods in terms of recruitment, uh, getting the proper coaching staff, you can sort of match, not, not match sailors, but go close to matching them. And, and you have to take note, where was Haugang before 2017? Hmm? Yeah, and where the, the other clubs have been more established, like Tampines mm. and and Geylang, they have been more established. But Ge- Haugang recently, in the last few years, they have shown that you know this this growth and this progress has been consistent, and they're getting there and gotten some results against LCS even last year. Yeah, 
So apart from the structure, money needs to come in, right? Do we see like a forestry stepping into? Well, it's difficult to get another forestry yeah. to come in. He's the richest, richest company in Southeast Asia. <laughs> but we can attract other investors or a group of investors to come in to not match as here as, as what you said, but you know get close as much as we can. Mm. To so as so, so the done. trick to that is to ensure that your club is attractive enough for for people like this to come yeah, in. So yeah. and, and it's not far fetched, you know, yeah, because because all, yeah. uh, we talk about who's going to invest in Singapore football. What going but we do hear when Warriors was in trouble, there were three parties getting ready, lining up to to take over. But you know it didn't happen. Yeah, so there are people who are interested for for business reasons or for commercial reasons or for other reasons. other reasons uh, that tax on their main company. Yeah. So, Sorry, one point I have to note is we talk about what's happening on the pitch and we talk about all these signings and all. But what Sailors have done off the pitch has also transpired into knock-on effects for other clubs. You look at Ballester and what they're doing with. Uh, their social media. Yep, yep. It has not come about because of a sudden reaction. It's come about because they see what sailors are doing and sailors are doing well with the social media. They see so the value they in it. They see the value yeah. in it and then they are hiring uh, people, right people just to, yeah. to manage social yeah. media. So I think it's a good move uh, what sailors are doing and I hope all the other clubs around because let's be honest, Gelang's social media you know, leaves a lot to be desired. Can they maybe look at what uh, Ballester is doing, Sailors is doing? Yeah, nobody is doing the Valentine's Day message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so again, with social media, I think it needs to be incremental. You cannot overnight revamp completely, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's a small place to start and then that will have a knock-on effect on the bigger structure of the clubs. Just quickly bringing to the flip side, this question is from David Bujara. Sort of linked to what Azri has asked, but ILC is going to survive long-term with the amount of spending and little income with their spending force and also creating an unsustainable football club. Rosh, do you think LCS will survive in the long term? I think so. Why is it unsustainable? Uh, because the point Bujara is making, David Bujara is I making... I don't know where he's mind. coming from. <laughs> no, I, I mean, no I mean, his point is make, the point he's trying to make is the, the outgoing money is a lot more than the incoming money at this point. So how long will that model survive? From a business perspective, you want... To... I guess you got to start somewhere in a sense. In that sense, he's got to, they, they have to start at some point, right? And then maybe eventually they start getting sponsors, they start getting tie-ups with this, that and the other and that has that knock-on effect. They're doing well domestically. Maybe they make a dent on the continental stage. Maybe they are able to sort of sell uh, sponsorship, advertise whatever social media plans that they have, you know, in, in those situations. They have to start somewhere and there has to be some kind of growth. Maybe they sign these players on big long-term contracts and they sell them off eventually. Mm. Yeah. You know, there's, there's resale value with some of them. I don't know what their longer-term plans are, but I don't see it as being someone who's come in and is bored and he's just going to retract. I mean, there's always that danger. Something could happen to, to him, but he's a multi-billionaire, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that sense. And, and I think what the structures that they have put in place... Uh, doesn't signal to me that this is some fly-by-night kind yeah, of short-term yeah. kind and, of thing. And, and I've been involved in uh, with them, right, in in in, in uh, recruitment of players and all. And they, they are not a Middle East club or they are not a China kind of club yeah. where, you know, I can dangle the money. Yeah. In front. They are not. They are been, they're very careful with the money. Yeah. They are very careful. And, and, and they will negotiate to the last dollar. Right? Yeah. So that that's how they is. They've been very shrewd. And uh, I think, in fact, we... I... I gain more respect over the years because then I realised that hey, this is possibly how he runs his business as well. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, you, we know that this is not a, a, a toy for him. Mm. Re- Lion City is actually a project that he's really serious in mm. and he's willing to put in his money there. Yeah. Of course, we know uh, China, China companies have, have, have crumbled before. You know? But at the same time, we know that this guy is really serious about this project. 
right? He doesn't want anything from it. If I were to to put it, he really wants to develop. Nobody would put 10 million into a training training ground. Yeah, academy yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. talking about potential stadium yeah, on their own yeah, and all true. that. So it doesn't I sound like. I think to, to you know. answer uh, David's question, uh, I would say this that sometimes it's not all about the money. Uh, I think there are other effects that you can look at. Uh, sailors have transformed the local football community. I would say uh, you can see a lot of newer fans. I mean, we talk about last season. Uh, over the last few games at Jalan Besar, I saw newer fans and these are your middle-aged Chinese and, Singaporeans and it's not coming in to watch. he started today or yeah. yesterday because he's been doing it since Garena. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Garena yeah. was sponsoring yeah. Young Lions yeah. and all. Yeah. So this is not a short-term project because uh, if you were to say the money were to dry up in two years because we're spending like this but Garena has been on two million a year. Yeah. 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 Not sure if the question came from David or Venga. <laughs> <Chico>, please. <laughs> uh, it's David Bujara I can confirm but he could be using it. No, I, I, I think it is the thing with for you know when when you when people ask these questions and all that, I think when they see suddenly it's like mm. signing uh, Kim Shinu, yeah. signing yeah. Maxim Lestien, yeah. there's just wow, there must be like you know but overspending. At the, but at and, the same know? time, the world climate is such that the China clubs have been struggling. So maybe yeah, I think he's also, not local, right? Uh, think, yeah. From my interactions, yeah, yeah. I've seen him on Twitter before. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think he's yeah. local. So maybe he has yeah. that perception that it's just gonna be another bubble. Fair enough. Moving on to uh, another question by oh, Aero Move on quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I like it. Uh, so another Error code underscore. Oh, interesting name. All clubs getting privatized or adding more local clubs to the league. Which is what? the way to go? All eight mean? clubs getting privatized or adding more local clubs to the league. I.e. the return of Warriors, Woodlands, Wellington, Sembawang Rangers. I think he has to start somewhere. I think for now, I adding one more club who is privatized will be good. Mm. Right? And then after that, we, there will be a knock-on effect another new club will come back and then you know slowly we'll build it up again it's difficult to, to really pinpoint the privatisation has to come in as well because of yeah. uh, I think there's some AFC licensing regulations and things like that involved with it where the actually the league itself has, has to be to separate be from, yeah. from, from, from FAS, FAS. Ah, okay. from FA. yeah, yeah. Yeah. so then they have to find a way to get the clubs as well to you know and, and I think that's the, the way forward for me yeah. but for me if we, if we're talking about an immediate uh, at a snap of a finger I think we should Look into privatizing the eight clubs, mm. then we build on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's to yeah. me the best process. Then we got we get quality, we solidify, and then we grow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree with Karusan. So I think a lot of people like to talk about adding new clubs into. But to me, what what is the purpose? You know, do you want a club just to have nine nine yeah. nine teams? You know, then that I don't think it serves a purpose because you look at Tanjung Paga uh, when they came in the first season. Quite exciting, eh? Yeah. You know, it was exciting for a bit, but like. After that, you, you question, you know, what is the purpose? You know, are they just there to Pick make up, up the numbers? numbers. Yep. Uh, and we don't want that. So, so I agree with Karus Ansa. I think in terms of privatisation, that's the way to go. Okay, error code, I hope you got your answer. Moving on to the second last question here. Uh, we spoke about it at length in the full preview. The under-23 ruling and the change we are expecting in 2022. So, go ahead and check that episode out. But first, which under-23 local player does the panel think will have a breakthrough season? Wow, I don't know. Wow, man. I one one name per per panelist. I I don't know because uh, it's a long list of under twenty three players. I don't know. I don't I don't remember yeah. off the top of my head. I got to be honest. Unless I had a list of players. Uh, uh, maybe I'll start. Uh, <laughs> one one player who who I really enjoyed last season was Fatula. Uh, he was tremendous. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be honest, I did not know a single thing about him mm. before I saw him really? play. Yeah. You usually under twenty three players, you would have heard of them, you know them, or you've spoken to to them before, but. Fatula was completely new and he took me by surprise because the maturity that he showed in his gameplay was beyond his years. Mm. Uh, and he was playing, you know, in a team that 
was full of this experience guys Farid Hamid and, and so on so I, I hope to see more from him this season I think uh, there is another level to his gameplay but I, I, hope. But I, hope, they, I hope they are careful also because uh, last year was a breakthrough season yeah. and usually the second season is the toughest yeah. season for, yeah. Uh, yeah. for, for to maintain that yeah. Yeah. it happened with Haris during the one season that he was really tremendous I yeah. think the COVID season 20 2020 2020 was yeah. really good but last year he was no, I think he was burned out. He was playing every game, every single minute he was starting. So we got to really be really careful with younger players, especially. I, I'm hopeful that Iman comes comes good. Iman Hakim? Yeah, Iman yep. Hakim okay. comes good. Yeah, I'm hopeful. Ong Yuan yeah. is another player to look at yeah. as well. I but mean, I mean, if you're talking about breakthrough, there has to be someone who's from out of nowhere. Right? Oh, no yeah. yeah. It's very hard Stepping to, to be off the, right? the radar. Yeah. I mean, there's a name that I heard amongst Tampanese ranks, Ethan Pinto. I don't know. I haven't seen much of him, but apparently he's quite. Highly rated there. They've promoted him to to the. Even will put his ear to the ground. No, so so I I watched uh, Tampines play against Albrecht in the friendly. And he played. Uh, he started alongside uh, Kyoga and Zerudin in midfield. Uh, did not look out of place. So, oh, wow. uh, but again, it's it's a friendly, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah, in terms yeah. of yeah, intensity. so we'll see. So he he could be a potential name to yeah, keep an eye yeah, out on. Yeah. I, I would be proud because I coached him for t- three years. Oh, wow. Uh, but but really, I didn't know that uh, he was at the stage where he's breaking out uh, yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Ethan, if you're listening and you're planning to sign a five-year contract with Tempani, <laughs> call your ex-coach first. <laughs> Moving on swiftly to the final question from Javier9. With the Suzuki Cup coming at the end of the year, who is the one player that is going to impress this season and earn a place in the squad? Someone who wasn't in the squad. Suzuki Cup again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with Kairul, one player. Wow. Who wasn't in the squad last year? Can, can we move to someone? Rush? Not in the squad, eh? Not in, Not the, squad. in the squad. So again, we're looking for a breakthrough star here, but doesn't have to be under 23. Can it be someone who has been part of the squad before, but you know, wasn't? Not in the previous Suzuki Cup squad. Uh. Not in the previous Suzuki Cup squad. So Technically, yes, as long as he wasn't in the 2021 squad, even if he's making a return Who to was the dropped, team, yeah. what, what, what do you all think of, 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 uh, of Lionel, uh, guys? Lionel Tan? defense. You think there's a position for him there? Not good enough? No, no, I don't really. think I think with Safwan yeah. and his fun, it's very no, difficult for him. Eh? But maybe in the, in the squad? In the squad, yes. yes. In the squad, yeah, yeah. as a, uh, you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe Lionel he could Tan? be one. Uh, but I mean, I'm just but if, if Harris is playing back again, then it's going to be tough again. I'm just going to throw a name. I mean, again, it's someone who's been part of the national setup before and it's Shafiq Ghani. Uh, fleetingly, we've seen him play well. Uh, I think he's he's got a left foot that not many Yes, have. yes. I think he's the only one with yeah, that. Yeah, set pieces-wise. Um, I think so he's... So, Fahmi Arifin, your left foot also not bad. Yeah, right? yeah. Shafiq I mean, Ghani, but yeah. Shafiq Ghani is, is more of a... It's a, it's a 10. Uh, I, I, I remember the 2015 year when we had the SEA Games yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot no, was said about him. Sorry? <laughs> but, you know, he, he was someone <laughs> who didn't get uh, the opportunity at that time, I mean, because of injuries and whatnot. Uh, but Shafiq Ghani is one. And just to bring back the Lions turf element, uh, Sahil was a player... Yeah, I'm part of the problem, obviously. <laughs> but Sahil was a player who excited uh, Lions turf fans. And I think these are the players you mentioned uh, uh, who were... You know, just to be factual, who are out of shape or injured yeah. or not really yeah. on yeah. form, right? Yeah. But I think on their day, they could really make a difference. In- Joel Chu lah! Another and one. Joel Chu wasn't in the squad. I, no? I like the look of Idraki because I thought Idraki Adnan showed great ability before he unfortunately I think, succumbed to I an think injury, Idraki right? would take a bit more So time. if Idraki, you think he'll take some time to yeah, come to back come from back, injury? Yeah, to come back. Okay, okay, okay. Perhaps you got eight months to prove Kide wrong. Good luck, Idraki. Anybody else? Any other names? I like Joel Chu. Mm, any other names? Uh? 
trying to think uh, now, but a bit caught on the spot. Yeah, this is okay. So okay. Go back and have a think about this. Okay, and just to wrap things up, we have a final few questions. This one is from the final whistle. Who do you think will be your Golden Boot winner in 2022? We'll start with Deepen. Has to be Kim Shin Wook. Kim Shin Wook? Mm. I'll be shocked if it's not him. <laughs> yeah, I would think he so. He should well. score one yeah. goal a game. Him, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's him. Who else? Taranari Lee, Zuzul, Emirika. Emirika, nah, I don't think so. Not top Sorry, I'm going to put Kairo on the spot. You don't think Haugang's Brazilian striker. He's a different type of striker. You don't think he's someone who can score? He will score. But I think he will score as much as he will assist. Do you think Moritz, you know, he'll be playing like attacking midfield? But do you think he's like got that Perez ability in him in the sense that Perez, you remember Perez Oliveira? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who played in midfield but scored like 30 goals one season? Has he got the potential to do that? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I look, listen, yeah. I'm going to go with Shinook, Kim yeah. Shinook. So that's two for Kim Shinook. But same, same uh, three for Kim yeah. Shinook. But I'm just throwing out possibilities in Come terms on, of you got to give us a different one. Uh. Maxime Lestien. Oh, to finish wow. top scorer, Maxime <laughs> Lestien. Actually, that's a great shot, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah, that's a great shot. I think Kim you, should be a perfect foil for him. Yeah, right? yeah. You might have wanted to save the answer because my next question is one foreigner that will have a big season. One foreigner. Well, Don't repeat the golden goal answer, please. I love the look of uh, Vincent Bezakor. Bezakor. No, Vincent. Uh, I, I mean, just based on videos, but the pedigree he has also, I think, is something to talk about. Uh, if he can link up well with uh, Zuzul, I, I see him having a very good season. Mm. It depends on how Geelang performs as a whole. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I will go for Pedro, as in okay. Haugang striker. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would add a lot of uh, dimension to how Haugang is going to play. Again, I agree with Hyrule. I don't think he's going to be the top scorer, but he's going to be scoring as much as or as many as he assists. Mm. Uh, he's he's a little bit like Firmino, I think. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So I'm going to give it to him. Is he a thief or? Yo, foreigner to have a big I'm big season. I'm going to steal his uh, Lestian one and take okay. that and okay. use that as mine. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think uh, <laughs> I'm just. I'm using myself thinking him thinking of him running against the fullback in <laughs> the league and, uh, and again it's because of the difference in, in level yeah, where he's coming yeah, from yeah, and where yeah, he's going to be yeah, playing yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he will have a big one. Okay. And enjoy himself. And the final question is one local player that will have a big, big season. Hey wait, did you give your answer for the foreign player? Maxima? Oh. Yeah. Oh was that your golden no, boat? No, that was golden oh, boat. Yeah. 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 Actually, he thought he le passed already, no? <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, I think you can go with Maxim as well, huh? Yeah, I can go with Maxim, yeah. Because yeah. okay. okay. I think he will really light up yeah. the league, lah. Yeah. Okay. He's exciting, okay. yeah. Yeah. He's exciting. I think he's one of those signings that's gotten social media very excited. So it'd be good to see him actually bring that pedigree yeah. to the local league. It's, a, it's it's one local underrated player, no? That was the question. Yeah. One what was the last question? Under, Sorry, what was the last question? One underrated local player that you think will come to the fore. Underrated. Yeah, underrated. Uh, underrated is hard, lah. I, I don't know about underrated, but I, I felt one player who was disappointing last season was uh, Shawal Anwar in terms of his output. Uh, mm. I think he got three or four goals last season. Uh, I think this season he will have better support uh, from midfield. Uh, so I'm looking forward to Shawal, you know, getting more goals. Uh, another player, also Haugang player that I hope to see more from is uh, Zulfami Arifin. Let, let's be very honest. He did not have a Suzuki Cup that a lot of people spoke about in glaring terms. Um, he was disappointing. I think he will admit that. But a lot of it was down to where he played. Mm. Uh, we look back at his last season in the Singapore Premier League. I think that was a 2019 19, season. Where he was a captain. Eh? Where he was a captain. Mm. Uh, 
I, I might be wrong, but he had at least seven assists that season. Uh, most came from set pieces. So again, he's one of those players that I think has what it takes to really perform at the high level. Uh, you only need to go on YouTube and see what he has done in terms of his ability. Uh, to me, and this might be a hot take, he's the best passer we have in Singapore in midfield, I think, my personal opinion. In terms of range I'm talking about. Uh, he can spray it long, he can play it short as well. But what's missing is the work rate in midfield. Uh, but Better I think passer than Shadan? I think so. Range, Long, I think. Wow. Range wise, range wise. But I think overall, choices, choices of passes. Yeah. But yeah. the range of the pass, I think, is him. Yeah. Wow. I, I think so. So I, I, maybe Carol agrees with me. But I think he's going back to a club where there's a good environment in terms of coaching. Uh, Fudawas and Clement will get him. And Yuki. Yeah. And, and, and of yeah. course, the, the, the Japanese assistant. I think Zufami has a big season ahead of him. I and, would think it's Chafigani. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think. Uh, I think they are at the age where they are almost you know, retiring or if they are not going to do well this season, they might go to a lower club. Yeah. So they want to perform and keep their place at Haugang especially. Mm. And uh, I think they are motivated to do it and they have he has the ability to do it. I think talent-wise, he has a lot of talent. It's just getting the right mentality to do it and then be clear and free of injuries. Yeah. Sharil is still at uh, Haugang as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think Shari has a different role already. Roshan? Yeah. Underrated player? Underrated. Underrated. Oh, underrated. I don't know. Underrated. Don't need underrated. La. <laughs> <laughs> Just say. Okay. One local player. Underrated. Who you think will have a big season? I'm happy to... Is Amy underrated? Amy Haugang? I don't think so, right? Nah, That's not team, right? Really Got the headlines. Ryan, Ryan Sanizal. Centre-back. Maybe he has a good season. Would he, is he underrated? I don't know. I mean, he's kind of just breaking too, right? Yeah. So, I don't know whether he's rated or underrated. Uh, I don't know, man. You want to go first? I don't know. Under <laughs> I, I, I don't know if people share this opinion with me. But uh, I think we all saw Haris at his best. The majestic centre midfielder. You know, he could kill any defender, any midfielder in the, in the region. But when he came back, uh, when he played at centre mid, I felt that, uh, after his injury also, eh, I felt and that he hasn't been well. 100%. Right, even when he was at the national team this year and uh, to uh, for the AFC Cup AF, uh, AFF, he wasn't at his best. But I feel that this year he will be playing at the back, right? Knowing that he will be playing at the back, I think he will be back to his best, majestic, uh, run, good run in into the the season because I think it's the preparation, everything is ready. So I am I'm, I'm looking at a, a Pedro and uh, Pedro and uh, Harris centre back pairing that will really you know be be really tight lah. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that's that's where I, I I think because Harris is up for another wave of his last three four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a very hot take to see Harris come to the fore. All right, guys, just to wrap things up before we started recording, I asked all of you to write in an envelope your wildest prediction for twenty twenty two. So, so can we you have just... to show? No, no, no. We're saving the reveal till the season review show. So that will be whenever the season ends, after four rounds of matches, hopefully we're all still friends, hopefully we come back together for this chat and we'll revisit the wildest prediction. Kairul has promised to bring Briyani for that, yes. but uh, whoever gets their prediction spot on will be uh, supplying drinks for that, I guess. Okay. So please pass me your envelopes. Wait, the I guy will... who gets his prediction correct yeah. has to buy drinks? Of course. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are the chances? How wild is your prediction? This one, like, you go and buy Toto, you strike Toto, you got to pay everyone in Singapore. <laughs> Envelope, please. Well, mine is one in a million, man. <laughs> I saw Kides. It is one in a million. Guys, if you're watching, put in your wildest predictions in the comments below. The only way the league is going to get better is with excitement coming from you guys. We hope we've helped 
set the scene for the 2022 Singapore Premier League season. Thank you, Deepan. Thank you, Kide. Thank you, Rosh. Thank you, Kyrul. We'll see you again for another episode of The Final Whistle. Continue to support us. Like, share and subscribe. Enjoy the football.